0: gather round the campfire this week's episode is all about climbing and camping we're bringing you our top eight tips for climbing and fueling your best while sleeping under the stars from weekend projecting tactics to food prepping this week's episode has your camp troubles covered So, grab your headlamp and lean in close. You're listening to the Average Climber Podcast.
1: Caitlin, you are going to hate this fun fact.
0: Oh, God. Which makes it, does that make it not
1: fun? (laughs) It's fun for me, but it's also not fun for anyone. Um
0: Well, you know what? We're we're here for the party tricks, so let's hear it. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: well, you know what uh insect has a really uncool party trick. Um uh, actually i want to make you guess. <laughs> most of them, yeah, <laughs> Um what animal are you the what what insect are you the least excited about when you go outside from a disease carrying perspective cockroaches <laughs> okay yes not the oh animals. mosquitoes Why's? Not- uh one more time give me one more uh i'm like all of a sudden what other bugs are there they are worse in the eastern united states that is your uh, ticks. Hint. ticks, ticks. Oh, yes, we have a oh, tick tics. fact. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No. Lyme disease is bad. Everything's bad. Um, but anyways, so something I learned about ticks this week is that they use static electricity to attach to people. So they here. Here's a little excerpt from a CNN article. New research shows that ticks can use static electricity to latch on to people or animals. The study in the journal Current Biology says the static charge given off by potential hosts can attract ticks, allowing the blood-sucking creatures to reach them through the air. No, the no. air. Nope. Ah. No. Nope. Horrible. Yep. Yeah. Hate ticks it. are
0: just—they should be illegal.
1: That's- yeah how i feel about gotta them. go possums apparently eat a lot of ticks and they just walk through the grass and they collect them on their fur and then they clean them off and eat them and i'm like more that's opossum. badass more, more. possums we well, yes. love possums but yeah, also i think possums carry disease in different they, ways too you can't win do
0: yeah yeah but yesterday <laughs> so there are ticks in new mexico but very very few yeah not not many like there's like maybe a couple like families (laughs) of ticks (laughs) they (laughs) they just live across the land anyway we found one on josie no um, this is our small dog and the someone (laughs) who is like oh, the ticks out here are the ones that make you allergic to wheat, right? And I was like, no. what, No. So that's maybe that. I don't know, but something maybe we should research.
1: (laughs) I know that like Lyme disease can make you have a red meat allergy. I do know that, but I didn't know about the wheat. Well, anyways, so that's bad. Everyone check your dogs for ticks and yourself. Check your hair, check yourself. Uh, yeah, don't get a tick on you. Um, it's bad, which is pertinent to this, <laughs> to today's episode, uh-huh. because today we are giving you eight tips for weekend climbing and camping trips. So in our last full length episode, we talked about uh, just general not rock climbing travel, but a bunch of you were like, I want help with camping. Give me the camping help. <laughs> I,
0: I want to know some- about
1: camp cooking. <laughs> so we were like, okay, we gotta we gotta talk about camping, which is good because I think Caitlin and I have both been traveling and I've been camping. Um and I yep. will be continuing to camp. Um so this is a good time to talk about it. But for sure. before before we get into the content of today's episode, I gotta read our testimonial of the week. <laughs> um and this review is titled Best Podcast for Female Climbers. Love it already. Yes, love it already. Um, and this is from an anonymous listener in Australia. And this listener says, "Not that they focus on female climbers that much, Meow. but <laughs> but it's great to have the option of female perspective on climbing and training." Yeah, it is. <laughs> Representation matters. What <laughs> entertaining and educational, especially the episode about diet culture, blew my mind. Thanks, and keep it up, Lord and Caitlin, from our listener in Australia. Thank you so much. Um, we super wow. appreciate that. That's yeah, that's
0: a a rave review. Maybe we should have an episode on female climbers.
1: I know, we probably should. I feel like every episode is on it cuz we're female climbers. <sighs> but you know, <laughs> you Hard know to we take could. ourselves out of the equation. I know, and I try not <laughs> to be like we're special la la, but I do think, you know, there are some things about being a woman in rock climbing and not only like physical things that are maybe slightly different but that we could definitely talk about in a future episode um and i would almost say that like the non-physical training related things are the things that i would say are more impactful um but in any case, it's a wild ride out there, being a lady climber. Um, it sure is. And it sure- <laughs> in
0: the climbing industry, being a business owner, that's a wild ride as it's well. It's so weird. People don't
1: treat us differently at all. <laughs> False. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> well- <laughs> okay. That's our we bitter should- moment of the episode. <laughs> yes. Let's get into it. It's, it's been so- a bitter July.
0: Cruel summer. That's the theme.
1: Cruel <laughs> um, <laughs> Summer, including the fact that Caitlyn got to go to the Air Store and <laughs> cool um Hey, summer. they released
0: a, a couple new dates in Paris for May, so get your tickets. It's a junk show out there. Oh my! God. <laughs> oh,
1: I know. I'm like, just, just don't think about it. She'll, she always tops herself. Taylor Swift is not going to be like, I turned 40 and I'm not being a 40 year old pop star that's going to kick everyone's ass still. So I have yep. faith. There will be other tours. There um, will okay. be. Speaking of, shout out Chris's Taylor Swift episode on the Power Company podcast. That was very fun. You should go listen to it. It is listen a great now. time and I loved it. Um, okay. Anyhow, let's get into the actual episode. Actual episode. Be- <laughs> actual <laughs> episode. <laughs> um, okay. So we are gonna alternate giving you tips on both climbing and camping and nutrition um throughout this All episode. Of the above. All yeah. of the above. Um, so okay. Caitlin, you want to kick us off with your first tip? Totally. Yeah, I can do that. Let's do well. it. A lot of these
0: behind the scenes, we will come up with our tips independently. And then we add them in and we're like, ah, ha, ha, they're the same. <laughs> the same <Interesting>. tip. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so, yeah. Number one for me, my camp trip uh, nutrition tip sort of deal mm. is to know your objectives and the potential obstacles so you can plan your nutrition accordingly so what comes to mind when I say that to you like if you're like yeah I I need to plan what does that mean to you
1: um see for me that means well I just go straight to the kind of like actual rock climbing part of things which we will get to that um and then I feel like this is like the schematic I make in my phone. I make like a little list that's like breakfast, lunch, snacks. And then for every single day, I like write breakfast, lunch, snacks. Yes. (laughs) But I don't always. Yeah, I feel like sometimes my detail orientedness with this is kind of not correct always. Cause sometimes I feel like I'd try to do like the blanket thing for everything, but I think what you're about mm. to tell people could possibly add the like 10% better details that could take us from pretty okay to excellent. So do share. Yeah, Caitlin. yeah <laughs> totally.
0: I mean, I think any level of planning with your climbing nutrition, especially on a camp trip where you're not necessarily like, you know, you don't have access to an easy grocery store mm-hmm. or like all the restaurants in the world, because something about some climbing crags, they a lot of them are close to absolutely nothing. So Correct.
1: yeah, it's like it's almost like good rock climbing out in nature, which is weird. Where n- not people are <laughs> really <laughs> so, strange. Yeah. A time. <laughs> so
0: a few things that I like to keep in mind, and these are really general, but if it's going to be cold, pack more food. If it's going to be hot, maybe more fluids. Are you hiking to get to the crag or is it a short approach? What kind of breaks are you going to take during the day? Are you going to take a day off even if it's like a three-day weekend trip? Yeah. What are your rests like throughout the day? Is it a mileage day or a projecting day? Like really know your objectives, potential obstacles, which might be in the form of weather or, you know, something unforeseen. But mm-hmm. in order to plan, you really need to understand, like, what the parameters of your your trip are actually going to be.
1: That's such a good tip about, like, if it's going to be cold, you're going to need more food or hot. Because, like, that's one thing about camping that I feel like is sneakily exhausting is that, like, your body... <laughs> yeah. Never, you know, maybe it's like a super temperate climbing trip and everything's great, but if it's like a cold climbing trip, it's not like you get back to camp and you just automatically are warm. It's like, no, no, then you gotta like build a fire, and then yeah. you have to like Cook do all this and shit, the, and then you gotta Your like hands do are frozen. Dishes in, oh my god, you have to do dishes in the cold sometimes. Well,
0: do you remember our first <laughs> trip to Joe's together? That was so cold. the coldest I've ever been at night i slept in four layers our double sleeping bag i had on three pairs of socks and my down booties i was literally so bundled up and i was freezing i just could not get warm
1: oh yeah (sighs) no i get like we had a we had a yeah i being cold for forever really uh fucks with me so yeah yeah. it's hard
0: up and your body is so stiff from just like shivering in a ball all night
1: yeah and then you're just, just like
0: burning calories all night long that are really hard to come back from and then the energy is low because you didn't sleep well it's like such a vicious cycle so being prepared like look at the weather my god
1: <laughs> yeah no one 100 percent yeah like look look and see um and plan your water accordingly yeah I think that's this is a very good tip because I feel like what I do is like I kind of have like a blanket thing one thing I guess like a random thing I thought of too is that like Maybe this is boring, but it feels like it helps for when you're like trying to get stuff dialed in is like on a camping trip, especially if it's like a shorter one. Apart from like dinners being a little bit more varied, like breakfast and lunch, I keep about the same. Mm. And snacks, because then if I am like, okay, I was like a little too hungry by the time I was walking to the crag or I was like a little too this and that instead of just being like, well, let's just start with something completely new tomorrow. It'll be like totally okay, instead of having my, like, granola with oat milk, I'll have it with yogurt, and I'll also, like, have more. Like, you know, I feel like if you have, like, mm-hmm. the same thing every day, you can kind of, like, you can adjust level it up. better yeah, or, like, experiment totally better or more yeah. easily. Like, yeah, I feel like I noticed you doing that when we were on our trip to uh, Bishop where you were, like, yesterday I had just this. I'm doing this you were like, I remember you being like, my peanut butter banana sandwich worked great. I'm going to do like two of those or something like that. Where you were like, I'm keeping this. This is good. I've actually been on a real peanut butter and jelly kick. Like PB&J plus Gatorade is my like. You mean yeet juice? (laughs) (laughs) Not yeet juice. Yeet (laughs) juice is for if I can have caffeine or not. But yes, the Gator. but I just have been doing like before training sessions, like putting a bunch of Gatorade in the like water bottle. Uh, I, I, and then I have like a peanut butter and jelly before I go. And I feel I like love it that. keeps me fueled and it's tasty and I can like make it really fast and like smash it. And it has like a decent number of calories. Anyways. So yeah, that's a really, that. those are great tips. So just to remind everyone, if it's cold, you're going to need more food. And if it's hot, you're going to need more fluids. And then just keep in mind, probably. like <laughs> probably. Yeah. And keep in mind that the, level of approaches that you're doing will definitely impact how much fuel you're going to need or maybe even how much breakfast you're going to want to eat like if you have a big approach coming you might like need right like you might need more breakfast or you might need like pocket snacks and yeah thoughts
0: <laughs> yeah I feel like we may have talked about this in one of our last or like a an full-length episode a while ago but mm-hmm. it's really You know, if you can adjust your needs and if you have that self-awareness too, where you know exactly what works best for you and you're able to then adapt it to the given day and the Mm -hmm. the different tasks at hand, I mean, because I'm going to level with y'all because if you are sitting at a desk all day like many of us are for your work and then you go out climbing and you expect your same nutrition to work for you, well, Uh uh-uh, nope, 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 (laughs) it's very different. nope. So yeah, I think, I think it's definitely an important thing to keep in mind. So with the planning yeah. in mind,
1: yeah, I used to hear your number one, Lauren. Ooh okay. So my, my first tip is look at the weather and also aspects of the crags that you mm. are going to be climbing at. So something to think about is the, Basically, the direction north, south, east, west that the crag is facing. Um, Not gonna take you through every single aspect and how the sun works on every single aspect, (laughs) but like figure it out. Um, But you know, so like things that you're gonna wanna know as you're planning your climbing trip. um, Like, one, look at the weather. And another thing to note is, too, like this has just been something that's been coming up a lot, like in uh, the trips that I've been taking. Like the way rain works or if it's going to be like a light rain, like some of these places like rain does not necessarily mean that you're you cannot rock climb right like it just depends obviously if you're climbing on sandstone in the desert and it's a place where it's like if it just rained you can't climb on it that's a different story but like i think a lot of people especially yeah this has just been very much a theme um it's been like very afternoon stormy in a lot of the places in wyoming i've been climbing but like rain doesn't always mean you can't rock climb and i think when i was like starting to climb i kind of got into this trap of it's like a binary like oh if there's rain in the forecast you're screwed but like not really. Um, and there's always ways to like pick crags or climbs. So especially if you're like a time constrained person, like don't I wouldn't necessarily recommend like canning your whole climbing trip plans for the weekend if it looks like the weather's gonna be crappy, especially if like you only get to get out like two weekends a month. Um, obviously if it's gonna be a terrible downpour and your tent is like gonna break and whatever. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if the, if the rain looks ambiguous, it might be worth chancing it sometimes. Like when I was in 10 sleep last week. The last day we were there, it said it was like an 80% chance of rain, shit tons of thunderstorms, like all this stuff. And I think that did happen like later in the day, but like we were completely fine from like 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Like it was beautiful, cool, yeah. nice weather. So yeah. Um, I really like in terms of where to get weather, um Caitlin, I'm curious to hear what you use. I like climbingweather.com. Um, I think their forecasts are like decently detailed. And then also you can like look up the weather in specific climbing areas. Cause sometimes you'll be like, great. Thank you so much for this weather forecast for the nearest city. That is 90 minutes from where I will actually <laughs> be rock climbing. Like that's not super helpful. So I feel like climbingweather.com has a lot of like the main climbing areas in the U.S. I would also say like Facebook groups or Mm -hmm. just forums on the internet or even like mountain project, whatever you can do. If you're like looking to go somewhere, you might be able to be like, Hey, this forecast looks kind of blah, but people that know the area really well might be like, yeah, that's fine. Like go rock climbing. You're good. Or they might be like, Oh no, it's going to suck this weekend. Like don't come.
0: So yeah. Well the same could be true too, for like specific, like, aspects as well in terms mm-hmm. of the sun. Like if, if you know, for example, like we have a, a big sport crag here that in the spring months, it's like, you can only climb until a certain time. And then all the climbs are in the sun. And then now mm-hmm. none of the climbs go in the sun. So without that, like key information, I feel like it's really hard to gauge when you can actually make a trip somewhere or like going you know, to just like a special area that you only have a limited amount of time for.
1: Yeah. So exactly. And like yeah. in general, just some like quick aspect things. So the aspect is like what I said before, like which way it's facing. Cause that's like another thing too. Like some crags, if it's hot out, will suck in the sun, but like, you know, whether <laughs> yeah. there's sun or shade is like pretty important to know. Um, And I think if you're like newer to climbing and you're like, whatever, I'll climb and whatever, like, no, Don't do it. don't. (laughs) Like, maybe it's fine, but, like, it really does depend on the weather and how sunny it is. So, like, generally speaking, south-facing crags are going to get, like, more sunlight all day. North-facing crags are going to be shadier. Obviously, we've got northeast, northwest, yada, yada, but that's kind of, like, the general thing to look at. Um, And then, yeah, just, like, look in the guidebooks, ask around, see when stuff goes into the shade, and then, like, make a note of it, whether mentally or whatever, to know, like, when... What you want to do is in the sun or the shade, um, because that is definitely an important thing to understand. So, yeah.
0: Also, reach out to like it could be on Mountain Project or different forums too, like you said, Facebook. But if you aren't sure what the climbing etiquette is in certain weather conditions, it's better to just ask because yeah, that <laughs> would be you know if if you aren't aware like if a crag is okay to climb in the rain versus if, is it not. Mm-hmm. I think it really would be helpful to ask around, ask locals, especially before you go because it's ju- it's just like a an ethical thing, but also mm-hmm. like a, you know, sort of yeah like, like a of all you'll learn
1: if you're gonna like be doing something unethical and disrespectful. And then b of all, someone might be like, yeah, you can climb it in the rain, but that rock seeps as soon as it starts raining. Yep. And even though it's overhanging, it's going to suck. Like you might just like learn some stuff you wouldn't have learned, especially if you're like not yep. familiar with the place. So yeah, those are my my tips there. Knowing Ooh, your weather that. conditions and aspects is big and it can help you uh, have a better time on your trip by making better crag scheduling choices. So all right, Caitlin, what's your tip number two?
0: Tip number two, I think, is on the same vein as
1: uh, (laughs) (laughs) some of the things here. Well, Now now is where Caitlin and I make you a packing list.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally. (laughs) (laughs) So number two for me is to come prepared. And this doesn't mean, like, I know we talked about planning, but this is preparing. And I mean, like, all your food, all Mm. of your equipment, backup gear and equipment. Your cooler water than more water, because if you're out camping and you don't have access to different food places or water, you know, more mm-hmm. is more. You want to make sure that you are very, very well prepared, because if something can go wrong, it might. And let's say, for example, you only bring perishable foods and Uh oh, your cooler warms up or it stops working, or you have a freak 100 degree day and you're like, oh my God, all my food is spoiled. Don't just eat it because that's (laughs) bad. But then if you're like, I have no food to eat, then it's, you know, you start to get a little panicky. And also, I've had trips where. I, by the way, say all of this from experience. So it's not me being like, don't do something that no one ever yeah, has. Yeah, don't be a jabroni. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh,
0: then they're done that. Like, I will go out on camping trips and I will be like, yeah, this one thing of fuel is fine. And then it either is like empty by the time I go to make <laughs> my second meal or something is weird with the, you know, like malfunctioning at the top
1: or mm-hmm. like
0: something could go wrong just make sure you prepare ahead of time beyond the planning process because planning, you know, you can kind of think like pen to paper. Preparing is the actual action of getting things ready.
1: Oh, that's such a good point. I guess my, that's yes. My tangential chip tip to this. uh, This is, yeah, let's hear it. uh, I just thought of this, but like, yes, you are leaving for your climbing trip on Friday. Time block your calendar for Thursday (laughs) evening
0: not friday afternoon
1: (laughs) no oh my gosh i feel like every time i don't know why this like comes as a surprise but you're like oh yeah like going grocery shopping meal prepping packing the car and like packing all the stuff um can take some time i will say the more organized all your like if you don't have like a plastic bin camp box like get one asap like have one that just oh my god like don't be taking your soap from your sink and then being like I'll just take my no like have a separate soap like have just all separate stuff that you just take camping and like have Mm -hmm. it in a camp box that will make your life so much easier and so much faster but like block off time on your calendar if you can the night before your or some point on the week that you're going on your like climbing and camping trip to like go grocery shopping organize your crap like it just takes time like to go grocery shop make a plan and all the things Um, I would also recommend planning when your brain doesn't hurt from work and then just executing. Yeah, Yeah, like, make your, like, meal plan, like, in the morning on Tuesday when you're like, I have energy and the week has not destroyed me yet. And then, like, do your just grocery shop execute time on, like, Thursday night when you are tired. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's such a good point. Like, having – giving yourself some, like – runway time Mm -hmm. to be able to take those plans and put them into action is so helpful. And also if you are sharing, let's say like you have a friend coming with you or your partner, like divide and conquer because that's what we do in our house. Like I'll do more of the food packing and prepping and then my husband will do more of like the actual like getting gear together and yep. packing it in the truck, and we totally. will often ask each other like, "Oh, did you grab this? Did you do that?" So it's like a double check, but yeah, it's so helpful. The and double check's
1: that, important. Yeah, yeah, because don't assume know. your partner brought the stick clip. <laughs> they didn't, neither of you guys <laughs> yep. don't assume uh, your partner brought the quick draws. I did that before we got all the way down to the red and I was like, no. Oh my God, I didn't pack the quick draws, but I was like, I guess I am going to Miguel's and buy quick draws. No. So like, yeah, stuff happens, which brings me to my actual yes. other tip. Um, A few things to remember. These are just some of the things that are important that I find great, Uh, but have lots of layers Um, You never, you just never know. Um, Also, I say this is someone that's coming off of sport climbing in the Alpine or high elevations in Wyoming, where literally there have been days where I'm wearing like sports bra and shorts like rolled up to have as much of my skin exposed because it's hot as shit and then it gets really windy and cold and I put on my heaviest puffy I own in the same day and I am not exaggerating so like (laughs) it's wild it is a wild operation it really is it is cowboy country it can be extremely hot extremely cold I think deserts are like this too yada yada so bring like whatever layers make sense like bring the bring the whole range especially if you're camping because the hottest part of the day and the coldest part of the night are different things um have a skincare kit for your hands um adjacently i am a skincare betch about my face um so i (laughs) have i don't be don't don't my don't be ashamed to bring your i get like so irritated if my like skin is dry on my face and i feel like that happens camping lots oh my especially God. if you get like sunburned bring your nice face sunscreen yeah and don't bring, skimp <laughs> don't skimp and then bring like a good moisturizer um eat this yes women's podcast men moisturize too my husband uses you my moisturizer as well sunscreen you need yeah, it all you, everyone needs sunscreen this isn't about like yeah. aging well this is about like not getting skin cancer um yeah. so bring your sunscreen um don't forget your headlamp. I always forget that. Uh, don't forget your oh, belay God. glasses. I also like those get left Easy somewhere. Easy to forget. Yep. Uh, this is a tip that I need to personally adopt myself. So this is a reminder to me on my own podcast. It is very, I make a new list every time I go camping and climbing. <laughs> like it's that new, but like, don't just have a go-to list. I don't care if you laminate it, be a dork, but like have a list that is already made that you can use. So you always have it to like check stuff off as you are like getting ready to go camping um yeah like that is such a helpful double check just like have it because probably 90 percent of the time you like need to bring the same stuff so just have like your blanket like standard list of things that you need to bring on like a two to five day camping and climbing trip um yeah Yeah. or just like a regular climbing trip that'll be mad helpful
0: preparation Um, is so huge i love the idea to have a laminated list um
1: do you know where i don't know who has a laminator i know um, i, was I like, don't uh, maybe who <laughs> works FedEx, in an office. yeah uh, find your one friend that still has an office job uh because they haven't <laughs> been permitted to work from home yet and get, to, get them to laminate the list for you um LOL. working in office uh, perks yes. <laughs> yeah i know does it does your like office that you go work from does it have a laminator <laughs> <laughs> it does not so you should request it you pay good money you should have a laminator (laughs) um
0: hi i need a laminator for my one uh camping checklist
1: yeah i am gonna laminate some checklists okay so we need a laminator i'm surprised (laughs) i'm genuinely shocked laminators are nice um well anywho uh (laughs) that that wraps up our first first oh wait First, first four tips for you. Um, we'll be coming back with our next four tips after the break. You know what movie scenes really spoke to me growing up? The makeover montages. Like Lizzie McGuire going on a shopping spree with her pop star icon twin. Or Catty Heron's good girl gone bad transformation in Mean Girls. Or better yet, Anne Hathaway's iconic bangs in The Devil Wears Prada. I actually tried out those bangs in eighth grade. Turns out they don't look so hot when you have a massive cowlick in the middle of your forehead. Anyways, the fact is that I love a good makeover. I like seeing how a few simple tweaks can lead to a stunning before and after. And though I'm no Hollywood fashion guru, I've started a little makeover game of my own. With training plans, of course. Every week, I take an audience member's training plan and offer the adjustments needed to take it from all right to excellent. Inside of the weekly training plan makeover, I take you step-by-step through the how and why behind my recommendations that you can watch in a short, actionable video. The catch, this is only available to those on my email list. So if you wanna get the weekly training plan makeover delivered straight to your inbox, or maybe even get a training plan makeover of your own, then make sure to get signed up for the weekly training plan makeover at the link in our show notes. All right, Caitlin, bring us to your tip number three. Tip number three is to
0: follow your normal eating routine as best as you can. So I love it. I know that this is something we talked about in our episode about travel too, but this is something that I feel like is a really easy way to just stay on track. It's kind of like what you were talking about, Lauren, with your breakfast, lunch, dinner snacks, and like kind of listing that out and having your go-to, but not only the what you're eating, because that might look a little bit different while you're camping and that's okay. But it should also be when you're eating. So if you normally eat breakfast at 7 a.m., you'd be doing yourself a disservice to, like, all of a sudden eat breakfast at 10 a.m. So Mm -hmm. it's better to stay on your schedule as best as you can. Same thing Mm -hmm. goes for lunch. Like, if you're exercising, your appetite might be suppressed. That's really normal. And then you won't feel hungry until later in the day. But if you just say, oh, lunchtime's normally at noon – then you're better off having lunch at that time just to keep your blood sugar stable. Your metabolism will,
1: you know, be along for the ride (laughs) as it normally is too. Yes, It's just all around better. Okay. Can I ask you a personal question about me? It's my person, not you. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great. One thing I struggle with um, is when you have to get up like way earlier than you normally yep. do because i feel like i wake up and i am like because usually you know let's say i typically eat breakfast at like 9 30 or 10 after waking up at like 8 30 like i just like take some time have a little water and then i'm like okay i need food now what would you say in those situations where it's like no you like you know you're like for example when i go ski touring or something where it's like no no we got to get up at 6 a.m <laughs> You will be on the skin track at seven (laughs) a.m. and like you cannot just stop and make oatmeal (laughs) on the skin track, right? Like you can't, (laughs) yeah. Like what? Um, I am not bringing that with me. I would be slow. So like, what would you do? What would you say in like those situations? Like, how do you kind of? And sometimes it's like kind of brutal, especially if I like, you know, you don't eat enough. Like what, Mm -hmm. because the, you know, like whatever reason it is, like it makes you, your hunger schedule all messed up. And then you like, I don't know, what would you like, what are, what like, if I was your, if I was getting nutrition coached right now, how would you help me in that situation? Cause I think sometimes climbing trips definitely can change your like schedule a little bit, whether it's like earlier or later when it comes to the morning, just by nature of the way getting outside works so
0: totally no that's such a good question and I I have two answers or I guess two options if you will mm, okay one option would be to you know let's say it's it's earlier than when you normally are eating breakfast but you know that you really need to have something assuming you're still going to have that next meal like let's say around the same time you could have uh, something like a breakfast breakfast Warm up breakfast appetizer. Mm, Okay, perfect. Early morning snack, whatever you call it. It's the same thing. It's just a snack before the normal time you'd have breakfast because like let's say if your day shifts and you're getting up earlier, but you're going to bed earlier. If you'd normally have that snack at the end of the day it maybe could come to the front of the day if you're like, yeah, I need to front load my calories more than I want to backload. Maybe you yes. still need the snack later, okay. but just having, having the option to kind of spread it out, but getting some energy in so you're not going into the day, like, you know, absolutely not fueled. You're fasted from sleeping overnight. Then that's, that's kind of one option. The other thing would be to shift your meals forward or I guess, backward if you will because Mm -hmm. then if you started your day with an earlier breakfast you might get hungry earlier but you can also fill in those gaps with meal with a sorry snacks or Mm -hmm. meals it's kind of up to you but if you know your day is going to be different um, it's kind of up to you to experiment with what's going to make sense for you and how to shift your routine and if shifting it beyond the normal times feels like not really possible or it feels a little challenging adding snacks in is a really good way to just check that box
1: yeah that's such a good such a good point I think like what I eventually figured out that I liked to do was I would like have something tiny for breakfast but Mm, then on the drive up the canyon or like I would wait as long as possible and then like finally be hungry and I would bring something like in the car that I could eat on like a longer drive or like you know, maybe if you usually bring like one lunch to the crag, maybe I would bring two, but I would kind of just like bring my mm-hmm. breakfast with me and then make sure I ate it before I got started. But I would just kind of like like breakfast burritos were kind of a go-to for a while, where like those I could like bring in the car and like kind of smash when I finally felt hungry. So yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think, yeah, sometimes so if you're a have a perfectionist mindset, listen to our episode about it. <laughs> um, but also you know, you can experiment with things and yeah, like your schedule might be a little bit weird for the weekend, but it sounds like there's definitely ways to navigate around that. Cool. yeah, I like that. Any other thoughts you want to share with us on this tip, Caitlin?
0: No, keep it simple. That's Love that's it. all I got for you. So perfect. What's your number three?
1: Ooh. Okay. So uh, for many of you, you do not get to go climbing outside like all of the time. So I want you to treat your time outside like it is valuable and going in to i just want you to have like one intention like one thing you want to work on one skill you want to do like something that's maybe more general so that if like the actual what of what you're climbing has to change for whatever reason um you still have like something good to work off of but i want to give you kind of two examples of what you could do with a weekend. So these are obviously not the only ways that you could treat a weekend or a short two or three day climbing trip, but I wanted to give you this because I think this is very helpful. So one thing you can do with your weekend is have a weekend project. So here is how I would attack a weekend long project if you only have two days. Day one, I would roll up to the climb and I would figure out your beta. for sport climbing, this could look like going up one time, maybe two times and kind of like stopping at each bolt, like figuring stuff out, rehearsing it, all of that. For bouldering, this might look like a similar thing, like chunking up the boulder into pieces and trying to get like each each set of moves and then maybe starting to link stuff together. But on day one, if you only have a two-day trip, you need to like go in being like, I'm going to figure out the beta and then I'm going to rest. So that you can come back the next day fresh enough to actually like fire the whole thing. So you kind of need to like hold yourself back a little bit. Like don't totally wreck yourself figuring out the beta. Which can be a hard thing to do. Um, and this is why having a work capacity to climb two days on is really important. If you have three days, you could. This is actually what I did to send my first 512. I was like the only thing I care about is sending this rock climb this weekend. Like let's fucking go. My first day. I figured out all the beta. I gave it like two two attempts. And I was there for three days. My second day, I was like, I'm taking a rest day so that I can perform on the last day, which was wow, like bold. even on a
0: short trip? That is yeah. bold. It Damn. was like, but
1: I was like, all like, but because I was like, all I care about is sending this rock climb. Like Holy. I want to send my first 512. Like I am going to rest and then I am going to send. And then the third day I went back, put up the draws on the first attempt, took a rest, sent it fourth go. Damn. Like, done. Also, where
0: was this? Was this in the red?
1: Oh, no, this was in the New River Gorge, which is really funny because oh. I have only climbed there like very few days, but it's great, great rock climb, very fun. I was very psyched. Um, yeah, yeah. so, th- but so that's like one, like, it, but you gotta, one, if you're gonna do this, you gotta, like, so if you have three days, you maybe like that's if you if all you care about is actually sending the rock climb like it kind of depends like maybe you can do it three days in a row sort of just you know what you know works for you or how much you care about like doing it or maybe if you have three days you like treat it like a two-day trip where you spend two days on whatever project and then the last day is just like you go climb some other stuff and have fun and maybe it's easier because it's your third day on but that's that's one thing with the weekend project you kind of have to be okay coming away with, like, not sending anything if you're gonna put all your yeah. eggs in one basket for a weekend. Um, so, that's something you like really need to be honest with yourself about that. Um, another thing that you could do, which is a really fun way to approach a trip, um, is kind of having like more of a flash on site, second try send type of trip. I apologize that some of this feels more sport climbing oriented. I was in, I am in sport climbing mode right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, you know, so this is kind of like going on a or if you're bouldering, kind of making it like a, am I'm I'ma give this boulder five tries and move on sort of thing. Right. Like you kind of don't don't get too sucked into stuff, but you want to find a place that has like a lot of things to try. So go somewhere that's like stacked with stuff at a grade that is like typically a send quick grade for you. Um, and then if you're sport climbing, give it like an onsite or a flash attempt and move on or give it like second try send. With this too, you might have to also be okay with not sending anything. Like if you want to sample a bunch of stuff, but you're only willing to give everything like a few tries before you move on to something else, like you also might not be sending to. Um, Caitlin, let me ask you this. So I've talked about send, second try sending on here before. I think it was in one of our like snack break episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you think is more exhausting? Um, on a sport climb, cause I think this doesn't, this is good. You'll kind of like be able to zoom out a little bit, but yep. do you think it's more exhausting to try to flash a sport climb or do you think it's more exhausting to like, okay. And let's say the grade is the same. So let's say we're working on something that's like, you know, second tier for you, where it's like, you could send it in like five tries or less. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's easier on you to try to flash it the first time? Or is it physically harder to try to like figure out the beta on your first go up it?
0: I think for me personally, it would be harder to try and flash it because for me, I really like dialing in a sequence Mm -hmm. and I don't, yeah, I'll be honest, flashing for me is I don't like it like it's (laughs) it's it's not why I climb I climb because I like the challenge and I like the problem solving aspect and while you can do that while you're flashing it for me it has a different mindset so
1: Mm, yeah I just
0: don't operate that way
1: (laughs) yeah no I love that I personally think like it was kind of interesting because Mike and I were both like sort of trying to do this one climb that I ended up sending intensely really fast so Mike's (laughs) approach was and the other thing is there's like nothing to warm up on around it so it's kind of just like you just go so it is a pumpy rock climb so mike's approach was to try to flash it because so he was oh. like i think i could do this first go and i was like this is pumpy i think i could get flash pumped but i also think i could send this in two tries so instead of trying to flash it i am going to like take it slow not get too like pumped out figure out the beta as i go uh Mike got really pumped and when he tried to flash it and I like got most of the way through the crux and like fell and one hung it my like second go on it Hell and I yeah. think my approach worked um uh, which was yeah. sick <laughs> but yeah and I think like it's just your intention really but I do want to call this out that there is a difference between like going up to figure out the beta versus going like on a fight to the death to try to flash a sport climb. Um, I think maybe with bouldering, like I think a flash attempt can wear you out, especially if it's like a longer yeah. boulder. But I don't know if this like applies as much just because when you're bouldering, you're kind of like, I'm gonna go try to figure out the moves and I might fall two moves in. Um mm-hmm. with sport climbing, you maybe have more of an opportunity to like really wear yourself out. But yeah, so keep that in mind, like on this like on-site second try send type of like more volume-oriented trip. Is that like if you want to send something that might be like kind of cool and hard for you to do in only two tries you actually might be better off, like, if, if your goal is to send it, you might be better off, like, not going for the flash. Um, so it really just depends on what you want, but... Yeah, or... So that's just something to think like about, because I think when you go for the death on a flash attempt and you, like, really, <laughs> like... Keep going and, like, try really hard. It is both, like, mentally and physically exhausting to, like, push yourself to, like, a red line level of failure. And you're just, like, probably not going to do that as much if you're going up to figure out the beta on something that is not, like, super limit level. Like, if it's something that you think you can do in two tries, it's likely that you'll figure out the moves, like, relatively quickly. And it won't be, like, rope limit bouldering necessarily. True. So
0: So you're kind of saying that, like, a flash attempt is very it could be very different than a send attempt so like yeah you you can you're sending when you're flashing but you don't always have to flash when you're sending
1: right exactly (laughs) yes put that on a poster uh but yeah so that's just something so anyways treat your time like it's valuable have some kind of plan um and having either a weekend project or maybe going on like a flash volume sample a bunch of stuff trip can be a good idea um and again you don't have a ton of time if you're only there for two or three days so you might come home without any sends um so just know that and pick your pick whichever one seems yeah and then my other tangential tip to that was like have some kind of intention Mm -hmm. for the weekend have something you want to learn have something you want to work on um, and then pick what you're going to do based on speaking of so Speaking of my
0: last tip, uh,
1: has a learning aspect to it. Oh my God. I did not plan. Th- we did not plan this. We really did it. I didn't look do. at you. I didn't <laughs> scroll down all the way. So perfect. Okay. Tell me.
0: So with, you know, camping, climbing, there's so much to learn along the way. And if you just kind of go through every experience and it's like, Oh, that was an experience next. You're really not giving yourself the opportunity to learn, bring awareness, develop different skills. So I think, especially in terms of nutrition and obviously with climbing in general, but learn from every trip. So we've already talked about planning and prepping and just, you know, eating in general, but what went really well with all of those things? Mm -hmm. What did you plan for that helped? How did you prep? What did you eat? Like what, what went really well? But also on the flip side, what would you do differently next time? Mm -hmm. So Lauren, if I was to ask you, like, let's say your last camping trip, could you tell me what went really well and maybe what's something you want to do differently or improve next time?
1: Uh yeah, I could because you know what I did walking out of the crag. I was like, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking ready. Um, and could I tell you off the he- top of my head? Maybe not. But something I did, and unfortunately, a couple walked up on me while I was doing this, and I felt like a real psycho. But I was like, I text myself voice messages to my number of things <laughs> that I like want to remember. But I was sending myself like a nutrition related voice message. Like the first one was about like beta on this climb I was working on, and the second one was like yo like you didn't have enough carbs at breakfast today like next time like add more carbs to this because you got like nauseous and shit by the time it was like go time yes. and that wasn't good Love it, like right so I had yeah no totally I had like some things that were good and then I also like left myself a nutrition voice message and it's so funny because as you're like asking me this I was like Oh, when I was recording that message to myself, I was like, obviously I'll remember this or like obviously I'll remember what I ate and what happened and then you're mm-hmm. like, Whoa. do you remember what you learned? And I'm like, uh specifically no. no, I don't remember what I learned, but I remember I learned something and what I learned is in a message <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> and so I can go back yeah. and refer to it. But I do remember yeah. that I had like got like a little bit lightheaded and nauseous that day, like right before it was time to climb. And I needed to like have more uh, carbs. Yeah. I think was my solution or thing that I wanted to try. So. Yeah.
0: And I, I think to your, like at this point we've talked about nutrition so much together. Mm-hmm. I feel like you're really skilled in knowing what your signals are. And that's not something that happens overnight either. So no, it was y'all I've been working on this for
1: like, <laughs> two and a half years like yeah mm-hmm. and you really don't realize like it's such a nutrition such a like sneaky little thing I feel like Caitlin you probably sneaky are like yeah bitch. <laughs> yeah no but like seriously you're just like if you're just like oh I got lightheaded wonder why but if you've never like been good enough at stuff or like been intentional enough to be like let's experiment with like trying something different and being mm-hmm. intentional next time and see if like that actually works And then you're like, wait, I felt good all day and I could like keep going. Or like I got into the car after climbing and I wasn't like so hangry. I wanted to murder someone like it makes a huge difference. But like you really do have to like put some effort into changing things. Like you can't just like autopilot and especially as an an athlete, like I don't know, Caitlin, like I think sometimes we think we can just like eat when we're hungry and call it a day. But with the fact that probably the fact that like exercise suppresses hunger and then if we're doing it all day it can just make things like a little bit less intuitive or something I don't know but I think like you really do have to like make yourself eat or make yourself like change stuff
0: here's the tip there ah perfect yes this is like sort of unrelated to camping but I think it's something that maybe a lot of people need to hear (laughs) (laughs) but when you're like on your training days or long climbing days like Lauren just said with the, with your exercise suppressing your appetite, it's really important to not necessarily use those days as your metric or measure for how much to eat. You should be doing this on your rest days. And I've had so many people be like, it's the weirdest thing. I'm hungrier on rest days. I'm like, yeah, because you're not eating normal. Enough. Because you're not eating enough. It doesn't mean like something's wrong with you and you're failing at life. It means you're hungry. Very basic biological function. So if you are trying to figure out and understand if you had enough, kind of gauge how you feel the day after the trip. Like ideally a rest day. Think about, am I really, really hungry today? Am I sore? Could I have eaten more this weekend? Like also, how do you feel days after waking up from your like longer projecting days, it's just important to not necessarily always rely on your like daily climbing as your, your way to measure how much to eat, because sometimes your body won't tell you. And it's really hard to use that. If you, if you rely on intuition alone, you might also need to, you know, employ some
1: other tactics, like just timing and planning and prepping. Wow, I feel like the face I'm making is like that woman meme <laughs> with like the math symbols around her. It is where correct. I'm like, uh, Cause okay, tangential story where I was like, oh, I'd never, I don't know why. Like, I think I like knew this, but then you sang it, I'm like, oh yeah. So, <laughs> uh, two days ago, I didn't whatever. Two days ago, I had a very extra um activity day where I went to dance class for two and a half hours. Um, And then that morning I, uh, or no, it was more like two hours. I don't want to exaggerate, but yeah. I, it's whatever so I like danced for like two hours um I take pole dance classes it's really fun it's very tiring um it's go so down. hard oh my it's God. very hard <laughs> um it feels like gymnastics class for adults honestly um but we did handstands <laughs> yeah also I am so bruised yes but so in that morning I had also like done like a hard like limit boulder session where I was like on the moon board like rampaging for a while um so God. it was a big day <laughs> I went hard um and I had an And whatever. So the next day, I slept forever. I was awake for like two hours, and I like needed a nap. And I was like, I'm so hungry. And I'm like, Oh yeah, idiot! You didn't eat it. Like, (laughs) you should have had more food that double day. And I really tried, but like I also kind of failed. So yeah, that's like a really, you know, I was like, I'm a little sore, but I never thought to think like, Oh, it's like I need to eat more now. But also, this is a great indicator that I should have eaten more yesterday because it's Mm -hmm. not like you need to feel exhausted or super fatigued after like a big day of doing stuff and it's also possible to like not feel like that which also
0: (laughs) ideally i don't know that you should
1: (laughs) yeah i also don't know if ideally that that was like the best choice of mine but it's just like how the cookie was crumbling (laughs) with my schedule and that's what we were doing um so yeah dance class only happens on certain days it's just the way, sometimes it's just I just like to overdo it and then kind of learn my lesson and then like do it again later um, but see
0: if you learn your <laughs> lesson this time write it down on your whiteboard next to you and be like eat more on double days then yeah it's something you'll build into your routine and it won't and feel if I, so like, weird r-
1: recorded what I ate on my double day and then like eight more in a like yeah. measurable way, that would have been cool. So
0: yeah. So yes. don't just be like, Oh, weird next time it'll be different. Cause it won't be if you don't take that information <laughs> to. Later. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't know what you need to do, but I y'all, I just got this app called, I know that every single person's phone has, a notes app but <laughs> my notes app got too cluttered so i had to start over and i found this one called color note that lets you color code oh. things by categories um so get color note i am not affiliated with color note and also it's like a free app so whatever but <laughs> yeah get that and then make like a little nutrition color code and then just like write a few notes every now and again um genius I don't think color note though it's i just like the co- i need color coding is what i really like i'm very visual I like the colors. It's important. Nice. So that's what I did on my vacation is I had a just gigantic organization overhaul of how my brain needs to work. And I had a lot of fun buying whiteboards and finding new color coded apps. Um, so that's embarrassing. OK. Um, <laughs> next. All right. Number next. four. Number four. OK. So this one, I've said it before, but I will say it again. Communicate with your climbing partners. So in our last tip, I told you to have some kind of intention a good thing to do is let your partners know about your intention for the weekend. (laughs) If your partners want to siege a climb together and you wanted to have a volume trip, that is a problem, right? You need to talk about that. You need to talk about that. Um, So if other people don't know what you wanted out of the trip, like you're not going to get what you want. Right. Um, So another thing I want to mention, like communicate that that's great. Other important things to communicate, like. If there's a way you like to be spotted, if there's a way that you like the pads to be set up, um, if there's a certain way you like to be belayed. Um, My husband's really good about this. When he is like trying hard on a project, he'll be like, hey, I need silence. And it's not about him thinking the way people yell for him is annoying. Like he's just like, I need silence for this burn. And then he like tells the crag, you know you may not be able to control this if there's a thousand people and 40,000 dogs. But if it's like a small group of people and you can be in every, you know, whatever, like read the room, but you can tell people or your belayer or your spotter, I want silence. Or you want to be cheered for. I tell people that too sometimes. I'm like, I need to be hollered for. This is a flash attempt. When I look like I'm pumped out of my mind, I need hollering. Holler, 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 please. (laughs) Um, So like, I need to get amped up. But like, tell people what you need and what works for you. Um, Another thing to note uh, is if you have any mental health stuff going on, um, and obviously you might not want to share this with like strangers, but I think it's really smart to like tell people like when I was having a really hard time with um, my friend Carly, when we were in El Salto, uh, travel gave me really bad anxiety. And also my anxiety levels were so bad that my therapist was like, you're a mess and you actually might need to like <laughs> book a flight home now. Like this is very bad. Um, I had to tell Carly, I was like, Hey, I had a panic attack this morning. Like today just might be a weird climbing day. And like, that's what's up. Like, or I had a friend, we were out climbing and unfortunately she saw like a really bad climbing accident recently. And she oh. was like, Hey, a super traumatic thing happened to me three months ago. I'm going through this. I might like freak out a little bit or like, I might cry and like <laughs> just like give people a heads up. Like, I'm not saying that you need to like unearth all of your things, but if there's something where you're like, Climbing super emotional, climbing super vulnerable. And I guarantee you're gonna feel so much better if you're not just like trying to hide the fact that you're like struggling a little bit, especially if these yeah. are like close people. Like if these are close people that you feel comfortable sharing this with, like tell them you will have a better time. You will probably feel more comfortable and not feeling like you have the thing you're working through, and also not, you know, the added stress of trying to like hide that, like you'll be like a lot less stressed out, and it will probably work out better for you anyway. Um also, just be aware of like yellow flags on a climbing trip. Like things where you're like, hmm, I don't know about that. Like <laughs> people where you're like, that person's not my favorite, but I'll just go. It'll be fine. It probably won't be fine. If you really hate climbing with them, don't go climb with them <laughs> or yeah. like or tell people like ahead of time that you're like, hey, that person's not my favorite. I might like want to go off with just you because whatever or like if someone's dog like kind of sucks or whatever it is. But if there's like things where you're like, "Hmm, I'm not that excited about that part of the trip, like mitigate that ahead of time or like stops telling yourself it's fine. Like maybe it's not fine and it's okay to set a boundary being like, I'm not going with them or like, I'm not doing that. Um, whatever, whatever you need to do. Not that you need to be like hyper picky on a climbing trip, but like, do what you need to do to make it like as good of a situation for you as you possibly can. Um, And you'll live and learn with this for sure. But yeah, Caitlin, do you have any, any thoughts about that? But yeah, like communicate what your needs are, communicate what you wanted out of the trip. Don't be an asshole, be a good climbing partner. Like you're going to have to accommodate for other people's needs too. like, it's not all about you, but like communicate what you need to, to make yourself feel like safe and good. Yeah. I, I feel
0: like, I was just talking to a friend about this the other day because she did an avalanche course last year and she said that the first thing they learned is that you need to communicate what your expectations are for the day. Like, are you trying to go hard and rip it or are you Mm -hmm. trying to like take it easy? And I was like, you know, this applies to so much more than I mean avalanches. Yes. Very dangerous. Like that's no joke, but Same thing, I think, in climbing. If your expectation is to go out and siege everything but your partners is to, like, have a really gentle day and try and project this one thing and, like, their energy is different, it's so critical. Like, you know, sometimes you might have to say, okay, well, let's do this for now and then we'll switch or, you know, it's kind of just trying to navigate and, like, find the balance there because – one of you, it, it's either going to be one or none of you will have a good time. Chances are, if you don't at least prioritize something for chunks of time, mm-hmm. you're, you know, no one will walk away having a good time. So it's just, I think it's, I I think communicating with your partner, that's a huge one. Yeah, be bumped to the top.
1: <laughs> I totally agree. I think in my avalanche course, we learned this like acronym ALP truth. And I'm pretty oh. sure the P in ALP, truth, um, stood for people. Like, we Mm. talked about different scenarios where it's like, this person has this level of experience, this person has this level of experience, or, like, we have a lot of people, or we have, like, not that many people. Like, the people factor was, like, a genuine thing we wanted to talk about, um, which I Mm. think is an important note. So, yeah, like, it's not, like, you just being superfluous. Like, it's okay to have boundaries around that. So... Cool. Well, I think that covers our. I think so. Eight are- climbing trip camp camp trip trips <laughs> camp trip tips camp trip tips. Say that eight times fast. Um, okay. and also I think those that also gives you some tips for things in general. Uh, which is fun. Caitlin, before we close this shebang out, do you have anything you want to tell people about?
0: I do i have two things so something i have not announced to the general public yet that's just a quick little teaser that if you're listening and you're stoked and you want to work with me i have a um a last minute cancellation spot open later july so that is i've i've been booked through july for a couple months so this is a surprise this person decided to start later so if you're stoked and you're you know you're itching to get some help especially as fall season is approaching now is the time so um, we'll put the the app in the show notes and then the other thing I wanted to share that I'm super excited about is that uh, if if you all have been listening for a while and you remember me talking about, A course that I co-created with fellow CNS, Emily Smith, Body Comp Pro is coming out soon as a group program focused on strength building and fueling for muscle building. So more info to come, but that the presale starts on uh, July 17th. So we'll, we'll release more before then, but we are so excited. I cannot
1: wait for this. That is gonna be sick. That seems like a really good thing to have a group together for as well. Yeah. So yep. I learning to eat for that. muscles. <laughs> That's great. Bill you muscle. Got? <laughs> Ooh, okay. So for me, um, in terms of custom plan spots, so I have four spots available for start dates in August. So I got some people finishing up uh, this July and then I'll have spots open in August. So if you're interested in any of those spots, um, you can head to the link in our show notes, which is, yeah. So those are, those are really fun. I love my custom plan athletes. We have a great time. um, And I am implementing some more fun things some fun bonuses for custom plane athletes nice. over the summer some fun experiments i won't share what they are but i had some great ideas while i was off so yeah i'm just really extra about making sure my custom plane athletes have an amazing experience um other things other things if you're like custom plan sounds cool, but I don't want to wait, or uh I want something like on the lower tier of budgets, perfect. I have self-guided training programs. So many of you started uh the Crush It At programs. I'm so excited. I'm Ooh. already getting such fun feedback. Like people have been telling me that they love going into the gym and feeling like they have intentions. I've gotten great feedback about all the like helpful scheduling videos in the resource library too. So that uh, getting those programs out almost killed me <laughs> last month, <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> along with moving here and they are. stuff. But here <laughs> they are, and they're awesome. Uh, so I'm very proud of them, and I'm so excited. So you can learn more about my self-guided Sick. programs in the show notes, too. And then if you just like getting some cool information about training plans, then you should check out the weekly training plan makeover. I make a YouTube video every week where I make over an audience member's training plan um, and make it better. And then I teach you some cool concepts as I do it. um, And they're very fun. They're usually like 10, 12 minutes long. Um, So you can learn a lot that is practical and applicable and fun from those. And all my, a lot of my best stuff comes on the podcast and on the email list. So get on that. The link for that is in the show notes as well. Um, And I think that's, that's it. Support us on Patreon and leave a review. We're trying to do like a podcast review um, or something every week. So if you could leave us a review, that's very nice. And we appreciate yes, it. We um, do appreciate it. Yeah. I think that's it though. So all the links to all that are in the show notes. Um, and we'll catch you next time. So until next time, folks. <laughs> wow. Your
0: Midwest accent came out. Uh,
1: yeah. I hung out in Ohio. Well. Mm-
0: <laughs> keep, keep it <laughs> average. Okay, bye.
1: <laughs> Lauren here. We hope you feel ready to hit the road on your next camping trip. Now, I'll close us out with some exciting announcements and our production credits. It's time to dial in your nutrition for the fall season. Whether your goal is to increase endurance, build muscle, optimize recovery, or support other health concerns, Caitlin can help. Her goal is to provide you with personalized nutrition plans and guidance tailored to your unique climbing goals. You'll learn to fuel your body with the right nutrients, optimize energy levels, and enthusiastically tackle every climbing day. Apply to embark on your journey towards greater strength, agility, and success on rock at the link in our show notes. And speaking of prepping for fall, Good Spray has you covered with all of your training needs. Whether you want a fully tailored, fully coached custom training plan, or you're excited to try out one of my self-guided programs, you can check the link in our show notes for all things training or go to GoodSprayClimbing.com to learn more. As a note, there are just a few spots available for custom training plans starting in August, so grab a plan before they're gone. And if building strength is your top priority, Get stoked because on July 17th, the pre-sale opens for an exciting new group program hosted by the creators of Body Comp Pro. This program is designed to revolutionize the way you approach building strength by harnessing the power of nutrition. Your two expert coaches, Caitlin Holmes and Emily Smith, will guide you through a comprehensive curriculum, teaching you how to fuel your body for maximum strength gains. Stay tuned for the launch and get ready to take your strength to the next level. The Average Climber Podcast is hosted by me, Lauren, and my co-host, Caitlin. You can find us on Instagram at The Average Climber Podcast for antics between episodes and updates on when new episodes are coming out. You can also find me on Instagram at Good Spray Coaching and Caitlin on her Instagram over at Dirtbag Nutritionist. Editing for this episode was done by me, Lauren Abernathy. The music for this episode was created and produced by Devin Dabney. The Average Climber podcast is a part of the Plug Tone Audio Collective. Head on over to PlugToneAudio.com to learn more about the other great shows on the network.